Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach. I have a little pink notebook next to my comfy, cozy, quiet time snuggler where I record words of wisdom and favorite quotes from books I've read. One of the favorite quotes I have is, happy is the person who finds wisdom and gains understanding, for wisdom is a tree of life to those who embrace it. Happy are those who hold it tightly. That's from the book of Proverbs, which is filled with words of wisdom. So words like knowledge, wisdom, education, they're all important words, but they're not just words. They're concepts, they're values, they're principles that are important, not only to me, but to Ellen Becker Investment Group as well. This radio show gives us the opportunity to educate and then help people gain knowledge and wisdom about things they may not understand or have no knowledge of. Ben Franklin valued knowledge when he said, an investment in knowledge always pays the best interest. Albert Einstein said, education is not the learning of facts, but training the mind to think. So what better place to make an investment and teach the mind to think than in our kids, right? Today we're going to focus on training of the mind as it relates to financial literacy. Having basic personal finance skills is one of the most important things you can do today to live a happy, healthy, and secure life. Why? Because money touches almost everything in life. If and where you go to college, career decisions, buying your first home, getting married, having children, and a lack of financial knowledge has painful consequences. A level of understanding around fundamentals of budgeting, saving, debt, investing, that'll all impact every part of your life and can mean the difference between prosperity or lack thereof. So why is it then that in 2018, only 17 states required high school students to complete a course in personal finance? Is Wisconsin one of those states that requires it? I don't know. My first guests today are Brenda Campbell, President and CEO of Secure Futures, which is a nonprofit that works with schools to provide financial literacy, and Pat Rorabeck, Business Director of Secure Futures. Welcome to the show, Brenda and Pat. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thanks for having us. You are welcome. Well, we like to share information and educate, as I said before, but we also want to understand why people have a passion to do what they do. When someone's passion and purpose come together with education, that's a recipe for success, right? So tell us why you're so passionate, Brenda, about financial literacy. Oh, thank you, Jill. I I appreciate the opportunity. Um, Financial literacy means everything. And one of the things that I think about as we serve students with Secure Futures is that while financial literacy is very important, what's even more important is financial capability. So actually learning. And applying it? Yes, applying what they learn and taking action and making smart decisions. And um, that's what we see every day with the teens that we're reaching at Secure Futures. So that reinforces that passion every time I hear a story from a student who says, They've made that that decision to make a change in how they're managing money, and they see how it impacts their lives every day. Absolutely. Uh, probably in more ways than we imagine, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, we said in 2018 there were only 17 states that required high school finance classes. So what's it like today? And how is Secure Futures working with the schools then to provide that financial literacy? Yes, I believe we are still at 17, but um, the amazing thing that happened in 2017 
was Wisconsin became one of those states. So in November of 2017, our governor signed a mandate making financial education state law for schools in Wisconsin. And what that mandate says is that they must adopt standards for financial literacy. So each school district has the opportunity to figure out how to do that on their own. Okay. I was going to say, that's kind of a nebulous concept. I mean, it could be. It is. It is. Unless you you can wrap your arms around it and say, okay, what does that look like for our school? Right. Right? But what it has led to is this trend to put a personal finance course requirement in place or at least figure out how to incorporate financial education into another existing course. So we are seeing um, it's just taken off like wildfire. We're seeing now close to 80% of schools that have either the personal finance course or something pretty solid in place. And we're working to help the other 20% figure out how to do that. So it's not so easy because the school day is finite. There's only so many hours in the day. Mm -hmm. So having to figure out where to put that, whether it means changing an elective into a personal finance course or um, giving up a study hall. Mm -hmm. Each school district has to figure out what works for them. Yeah. So... So the outcomes or the the impact, is it the 80-20 rule then? You know, you talked about 80% of the schools having something in place, 20% you're working on. But outcomes, I know in my volunteering, I, I volunteer with the Money Sense program, there is a uh, uh, forms that the kids fill out at the end just to kind of gauge where they're at after the information or the workshop prior compared to how they started. Yes. I mean, is that how you then understand the impact? That's one of the ways. So so we do pre and post testing and we know that um, on average students increase their post test score by a pretty impressive amount. It's it's about twenty three percent. But what's more important than that is what they're doing. And that's where we actually have a survey process in place to look at the behavioral impact of the program. And we see some very um, encouraging results with Money Sense. We see students who uh, open a bank account, they start to save, they share the information that they've learned with family members and friends, they use the savings tips that we teach in the program, and they tell us that they feel better prepared to make those decisions ahead. So we know that it moves the needle. And you think about when they do share that with their family members. I remember last year, uh, either I was in a, one of the schools volunteering or you had shared the story where an individual shared with his mother about what he had learned. And the impact was almost like a domino effect. It just changed not only the student, but the family and the and the friends of the family because they just started talking about it. Again, when you hear something or you experience something good, you want to share it with people, right? Yes. We hear it over and over again from the students that we serve. They're sharing with parents. They're sharing with siblings. They're sharing with friends. And that's leading to other action, too. So we're very proud of that. Well, you should be. You should be. I've seen it. I've been through it. It's wonderful. So again, I, when I volunteer, I work with the Money Sense program, but I understand that there's a newer program you're offering. So tell us about that. Yes, we are so excited to share our Money Path program. Um, Money Path was developed by my colleague, Pat. And, who's uh, sitting right next to you here. Right next to me, and, and, and we'll hear from him. But what it is ultimately is a way for teens to connect the dots between their college and career planning and their financial future. Okay. So it is a browser-based 
application. So they will be on a computer or laptop in the classroom, and they'll actually work their way through the app and get a bit of a glimpse of their future. It's and pretty this, powerful. I, it sounds like it. And now this only for seniors, or are you having it's, young the the juniors maybe starting it's, to it's do abs- it as well? Yeah, it, it can be for either. Okay. Um, you know, we we really appreciate working with the upperclassmen because we do believe that the sweet spot for financial education is age sixteen to eighteen. Okay. But this is a powerful tool for a sophomore, a junior, a senior, because they're all thinking about the future and what's next for them. And they're needing to make some decisions that this will help them with. Oh, yeah. Well, and maybe they start with the, you know, the Money Sense program that, that I, where I volunteer at, in maybe sophomore classes, and then junior and senior, they can get to more advanced classes. I mean, there's so much to know, right? I mean, you're just planting a seed. Um, so that they start thinking. Again, it's the idea of training the mind, right? So they think about things they may not think about otherwise, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, and the other thing that we see is now that more schools have put that personal finance course requirement in place, this gives us a unique opportunity to go to the next level. And we really see Money Path as the perfect next level for teens. they're, They're going to be facing these decisions about their career and college choice very soon. And they tell us all the time, like, no one is giving them the information to help make an informed decision, and that's what Money Path is doing. Well, and we talked about before, I was saying a lack of financial knowledge has painful consequences. And so, you know, going to college and where you're going to go to college, are you going in state, are you going out out of state, two-year, four-year, you know, all those questions need to be thought about and discussed prior to, you know, so it's it's good to, to plant the seed again and to have them thinking about all all these good things. So, um, well, Pat is with us in the studio today, so we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, he's going to tell us all about the Money Path app that he developed. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Brenda Campbell and Pat Rohrbeck from Secure Futures. Okay, Pat, so spill the beans. How did you become involved with Secure Futures in the first place? I had a uh, constructive midlife crisis. Oh, boy. Um, Okay. But it was planned. So, Jill, my background is financial planning and and wealth management. Um, So uh, I had a 28-year career in that area, both direct with clients as well as in leadership roles. And as a financial planner, I had uh, made a a plan to make a change in my career at some point in my 50s. And so uh, about six years ago, I talked to a good friend of mine, Joe Schlitt, uh, who I had worked with and who was involved with Secure Futures. He introduced me to Brenda, and we were off to the races. In in general, I was looking for an opportunity to learn more about the, the service world, the nonprofit for cause world, to see what it was about. And I didn't know nearly enough about it. And uh, after I met Brenda and we had several discussions, uh, I decided to join her team and and have been there six years and, and uh, really enjoy it. have learned a great deal about the community and the needs in the community and especially our, our youth and those that are helping our youth transition to adulthood successfully. Well, and that's what we talk about is marrying your passion and your purpose with giving back somehow. And that's a perfect example of what you've done. You know, you, you have a uh, 
uh, you've been in the finance field, and so that is a natural for you then, obviously. But you wanted to reach out in the nonprofit sector, work with kids. So again, perfect perfect example of bringing all those things together. So what led you to the development of the Money Path app then? Well, when I joined Secure Futures, the first thing I did was spent a great deal of time in the classroom. And we are. That's good training, I imagine. It is, yeah. <laughs> Especially getting used to 16 and 17 year olds asking you questions. Yes, yeah. Uh, we're very research driven as an organization. So um, as we um, worked on our lessons or with our lessons with the students and the teachers, we would interview students and, and teachers afterward informally and, and just collected a lot of information. And what we found was that. They were longing for more. Uh, what I've found out is teens are very smart, first of all. Um, if you point them in the right direction and get them engaged, they will take action. And so what we learned is that they had a lot of independent tools. So you could learn how to do a budget uh, by finding a budget application. You could research colleges to see how much they cost. You could go to the Google and research careers. Uh, you could track your expenses on your own. You could maybe find a a goal planner where how much do you need to save every month to get X dollars for my first car, those sorts of things. But none of them were connected. And as a financial planner, it's sort of our duty to sort of paint a a picture of what your future could look like based on the decisions you're making today Mm -hmm. and uh, let you sort of evaluate it and see how do you like it. Are you going in the right direction? Exactly. What can you change today to have a different impact tomorrow? Or yeah. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people thought financial planning, you know, for young people was very complicated. But in essence, it's what path are you planning on taking after high school? Um, Based on that path. So if you chose, say, for your college, then what do you plan to study? What career will you select? And we show them what their starting salary is, and that's key. It's starting. It's not um, average salary. We then have them select their school. We have the entire U.S. database of public and private schools, and they can see what the sticker price is for any school. Then we have them go through how they're going to pay for school, which is very eye-opening because many students have not done that. And we have financial aid estimators as well as employment income estimators, et cetera. And then we, once they're done with that, we fast-forward all students, regardless of the path they chose, into their career, and, and they see what their income can do for them. And we spread a budget for them. They then make changes and manipulate it. So if they can reduce their expenses, they'll increase their savings. And then we show them, based on your savings plan, what will it do for you? How long will it take you to save X dollars for an emergency fund, X dollars for a car, um, X dollars for a down payment on your house? And they get a timeline and, and it shows them that. And does it show them then how long it's going to take them to pay their loan back? You it, know, so so it you know, does. In fact, I think that's eye opening for so many kids, right? Absolutely. It's what we're finding is it's most of the time the first time they're seeing an actual monthly payment calculation, and that's right in their budget then in the future. And what's nice about it is Money Path has levers, so if they don't like how things look, they can go back and make changes. So, for instance, if they were not working full time in the summer between semesters, as an example, or or college years, they can go back and put more hours in. So they're going to earn more money that they can then apply to their college costs and rerun it and go look at, okay, my student loan just went down $75 a month for 10 years. Mm 
Mm. And that's real money, obviously, that can impact their future. That is so valuable because I was talking to a friend here at work who said that uh, their daughter was looking at out-of-state college versus in-state because mom and dad are paying for it, right? Um, but then when they actually looked at the numbers, they said, you know, maybe, I, <laughs> maybe I'm going to reconsider and, and think about going in-state. You know, so to, I wish my daughter, my youngest, who is now a senior at Madison, I wish they had that information so that they could, I don't know, that her choice would have changed, but maybe my other two would have changed. So that's invaluable. Um, but So who is the Money Path app for, ideally? So as Brenda mentioned, um, it's certainly for uh, high school students, um, particularly juniors and seniors, as Brenda indicated. Uh, we've done some work at the college level uh, with freshmen and, and sophomores in college oh, also okay, okay. Um, at a couple Marquette and, and UWM. Um, so it, it's really for any we call young adult. And version two of the software is coming out in January, and it will add more customization for people. So if there are people that are near the end of their college career and, and they already know what their student loan debt's going to be and what their income will be based on a job they accepted, they're going to be able to put those numbers in directly and begin that process with real data um, from what they're planning to do in the future also. So it'll be much more customizable. But it's really for anyone that's kind of serious about What's my future going to look like? You know, as a as a young adult, um, if I could just share a, a couple of the outcomes. So we survey all the students, and we have by the end of December we'll have five thousand students that are on the um, the application in just over a year. Wow! Uh, and so we're pretty excited about it, and the, yeah. the response has been been wonderful. Um, but we measure how their knowledge level increases around those concepts I talked about earlier. And um, it increases a great deal. Um, and we have a, a scale, you know, and, and, and so they have um, very strong responses that this helped me a great deal learn more about these areas. The other thing that we ask them is what are they more likely to do or are they more likely to do certain things like uh, have a budget now? Because most of them, they're seeing their first look at an adult independent budget, and it's a little scary, quite frankly. <laughs> Um, are they I can more, imagine, yeah. yeah. Are they more likely to set savings goals because that's actually happening in the app and they can see, does it take me 10 years to get those three or four goals that are set or is it taking me 20 years? And if I don't like that, you know, I can go make some changes. Uh, we actually have retirement calculations. So they're contributing to a retirement plan and we show them what their, how their money grows over 40 years to get that compound growth. And it's very interesting to see their responses to that. They kind of get a smile on their face like, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, and then they also do tell us that they do more research on careers because it's a very easy application to use. I mean, you could literally go through it in probably 10 minutes or less if you wanted to sort of just rush right through it. Um, but many of them do a lot of ex exploration uh, once they're in there. And version two is going to allow them to save different scenarios and, and compare them also to, to help them make some decisions. Well, and you're training the mind to think like we talked about. You know, you're, you're helping them to think beyond maybe the immediate uh, and think long term and prepare for that, right? Well, and, and one more thing if I could mention, Jill. So they realize very soon that they will be independent, mm. even if they're still living at home. If they're 18 and graduated, whatever they're doing, 
they're going to be much more on their own. And um, so this becomes very real. And when they can personalize their plan to, to you know, make a plan that they want to be successful with going forward, it, it, uh, it's something that's very helpful. I imagine. Well, I've seen it. Again, I volunteer, so I, I can see. I mean, again, I'm volunteering at the Money Sense program, but it's wonderful to just look at the children and see not children, excuse me, the, the young adults, um, and just see their eyes light up or like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that dot, 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 you know, whatever it is that we're sharing. But uh, in your situation, you you saw a need where you could step in and use your talents and your skills to help. So if someone has a particular interest in financial literacy and being a part of teaching those young minds to think, what can they do? Sure. So certainly go to our website, securefutures.org. Um, and you'll find everything that you need. But we are looking for volunteers, and we always need financial support because we raise all of our money um, uh, independently. Uh, there's no government funding. Uh, but for Money Path particularly, because there's such demand for it in the classroom, we're looking for people that would like to come in and, and volunteer to help mentor these young people through the Money Path application in a classroom setting. And you don't have to have financial background necessarily either because there's training. We go through training of you know to make sure that we teach uh, what you want us to teach. Right, Brenda? That's right. <laughs> All the training you need is provided. And okay. we'll get you ready in one hour. Oh, there you so go. it's very efficient. Okay. Well, uh, lots to, to cover, but not enough time, right, as always. Brenda, you have anything else you want to share with our audience? We are so grateful for the support of the community. This program happens because people step up. They share their time, their talent, their treasure. And if you are so inclined, we would love to talk to you, securefutures.org. Wonderful. Well, thank you both for all you do to, uh, to encourage the young minds in our community. Appreciate it. Thank, thank you. you. Stay tuned because when we get back, we're going to hear from one of the high schools that is using this Money Path app and how it's impacting the students. We'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. My next guests are Jeff Money who is the principal of Marquette University High School, and Aaron Lund, who is a senior at Marquette High. So thank you for both for being here today. You're welcome. So, Jeff, we've been talking in the previous segments about how important financial literacy is, especially when kids are in school, starting at a young age. You obviously understand the importance since you implemented the program at Marquette, but can you first tell us about your partnership with Secure Futures? Why, why did you reach out to them? Sure. So we reached out to Secure Futures to bring personal finance to our students. We use the Money Path app with our juniors. It was a part of a career day. So the students were able to insert real information in the Money Path app and look at their future. They looked at specific issues like college selection, like the types of studies that they would engage in, like the type of career that they would like to enjoy in their life, the type of income that that career brings, what that means in terms of budgeting for the future and the importance of investing. And, and as a Catholic Jesuit school, the importance of giving back, mm. the importance of using one's time, talent, and treasure to make a difference in the world. So all of those are really core values that we believe in at Market High School 
and thought that the partner, partnership with Secure Futures was just a natural one. So we, we initiated the partnership last year, and this year we will continue the Money Path app workshop with our current juniors. Mm. Oh, so the juniors, uh, you're going to start with the juniors, because in the previous segment we were talking about who uses the application. They were saying, you know, a lot of seniors, but it's nice to get the younger kids engaged as well, and then you can just kind of add on to that education, which is great. Um, What would you say are some of the greatest challenges, then, in bringing financial literacy to high school students? Yeah, I'm sure you experienced them prior to partnering with Secure Futures. Sure. So first, you know, I think the challenge of schools bringing financial literacy to students is where does that fit within the, the curriculum? We've handled that challenge at Market High by infusing financial literacy across the curriculum. So in classes, in mathematics, in English, social studies, and even in theology classes, students okay. talk about financial literacy and personal finance and the impact that that finance has on one's life. There are certainly a number of parables that you can there pull certainly that, are. Yeah, that have to do with personal are. finance. Some of the <laughs> biblical messages of giving is essential, to live within one's means, to yeah, set a budget, to, to really uh, think about the world and how you can better the world through your interaction and the use of resources. So, yes, there's a lot of messages that are presented to students. The other challenge in uh, bringing financial literacy to students is we live in this age of immediate gratification. And, and sometimes <laughs> You're students, smiling over there, Aaron. <laughs> guilty Aaron is charged, guilty as charged. <laughs> that's right. So uh, students don't necessarily see the relevancy of learning about finances. They, they might see or hear about hypothetical situations that don't relate to their lives. Mm-hmm. So in terms of really making finances a real-life issue... The Money Path app was really helpful in bringing uh, the practical application to the decisions that are made about money and the students' use and, and preparation of the skills that they develop from the use of the app. Yeah, I had mentioned to Brenda in the previous segment, um, you know, about trying to understand how Money Path compared to the Money Sense, because I volunteer with Secure Futures as well, going to the high schools, teach the Money Sense program, which is about budgeting and setting up a savings account and a checking account. And it's wonderful to see the reaction of the students when they realize if they start investing now, when they retire, they could have a million dollars, you know, and it's like, oh, my goodness, they never really thought about that. So, right. again, the idea is is that we're teaching the minds of the young kids to think beyond the here and now and the immediacy. And not to pick on you, Aaron, but I guess that <laughs> that is kind of typical of, of younger kids. Not all, certainly, but, you know, it, it does seem to be a trend. But what are some of the ways that personal finance is taught then at, uh, to the students at Marquette? You know, so we teach personal finance across the curriculum. You know, we, we cover concepts of financial literacy within uh, many of the classes that are offered at Market High School. We also talk about financial literacy or personal finance in the college preparation process, that as a, uh, a college prep school where nearly 100% of our students are attending a four-year university, we talk about savings and tuition and the impact of debt on one's life. So all of that are really important lessons that the students are engaged in as they think about their futures. And are you starting at the lower levels, the freshman, sophomore, or are you primarily engaging junior, seniors? You know, we do start early. We, we start with some specific lessons that freshmen 
are, uh, are a part of, that they learn. We have a, uh, a process where our freshman students learn about the different steps in the college process. So okay. the steps that they need to consider during their four-year journey in high school, and we begin that in freshman year. So yes, it's something that begins as early as ninth grade. Okay, because I know um, uh, my kids, when they were in high school, uh, they had like a dollars and cents class, which was a very basic class, like freshman, sophomore. And then they could get into the personal finance classes or they could take accounting. But there was nothing like this back then. And this would have been such an advantage for them, I think, had they been able to go through that. But So tell us how you've used the Secure Futures Money Path app, specifically at Marquette High. So the Money Path app was used as a part of a career day at the high school. So the first part of the day was a, a keynote speaker that talked to the students about considering one's journey in life and, and the career discernment process. Then students attended different career sessions where they learned about different occupations, different vocations that, that people are engaged in and how students might uh, enter into those professions, learn about those professions and consider those professions. There was a, a, a time where students could ask professionals questions about their careers. And then the second part of the day was the Money Path app financial planning session where the students were able to, to use the app. They were able to, to go through the steps of creating a budget in uh, looking at some of the decisions that they need to, to <laughs> encounter and make. Did you see any aha moments in the faces of the students? Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, I'll have Aaron talk about some of those aha moments that, <laughs> that he experienced and his classmates experienced when they used the app. Yeah. Well, it's all well and good if the leadership and the staff believe in the program. But how about the students? You know, you, you talked about uh, – uh, having a career day and having them come in. But, you know, what – and we're going to give uh, Aaron some, some time to uh, share with us what the impact was on him. But from, a, you know, looking at the, the group of students as a whole, what – was it a, a good response? I mean, were some people, like, overwhelmed? Or, you know, what was the general consensus there? So, again, we took our 250 juniors and had them in small groups – groups that were led by volunteers. Uh, some of our own faculty members were group leaders as well. And the level of student engagement was really high. I mean, the students were, were having fun using the app. They were having fun considering different possibilities, uh, different college selections, different careers, thinking about their family income and their background, and then how that all relates to their, their outlook and, and what their lives might be like as it relates to planning for their futures. So that was really exciting to, to watch the students uh, engage with the volunteers, with the teachers, as well as consider the different possibilities that uh, are ahead of them. Oh, I imagine. It just gets them thinking. And, it, and it really does. And, you know, the, some of the, the specific feedback that I received from students was that this was one of the most valuable hour and a half lessons that they had the opportunity to be a part of during their years in, wow. in high school. So it was, well, it, was, it was really great feedback to hear. And then, you know, of course, as juniors, right on the kind of the, the beginning stage of the college selection process, they could then, as they learned about the different aspects of financial planning, then relate what they learned from the app 
to the college decision process. Mm -hmm. And the class of 2020 right now is in the middle of that process and considering the different colleges and universities that they might consider attending um, after they receive their acceptances and what the financial outlook, including tuition and other expenses might involve and some of the decisions that need to be made. So they use the information that they learned from the Money Path app workshop and are relating that to the college admissions decisions that they'll make. Mm. Well, that's wonderful, a nice way to, to get them thinking, as we said. But, well, stay tuned, because when we return, we're going to hear from Aaron, our 2020 graduate, uh, who he's going to tell us about the impact the program had on him. We'll be back in a moment. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by the Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach for Ellen Becker, and I'm talking with Jeff Money. Monday, actually. Monday. Yes, Monday. like the day of the week. There we go. Yes. Well, there too. School starts on a Monday, so how perfect is that? That's right. You are the principal of Marquette High, and Aaron Lund is our 2020 graduate uh, at Marquette High. So, so Aaron, you'll be graduating soon. Congratulations. Yes, thank you, thank you. Um, tell us about your experience at Marquette University High School. How, how have you grown and developed as a person? Well, I think I can safely say I've grown a lot. Um, I think I owe Marquette uh, a lot of what my personality is like today. Um, first off, the excellent education I've received at Marquette um, it's helping me in life, helping me learn practices that I don't think I could have learned elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the rigor is, is high and intense, and the difficulties push me to try harder and be better. I feel like I'm I'm well prepared for college, which is coming up very soon. Yeah, and, uh, probably sooner than you think. <laughs> yeah, yes, for sure. And I feel like I can handle any challenge that's coming at me because, you know, almost gone through Marquette High, so what else can I do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um also, it's helped me to become, at least I would say, a, a better person. Um, I've learned and adapted my morals from Marquette High, whether it be through the theology department, um, like religion class, as well as the ingrained um, grad-to-grad qualities that we have here at our Jesuit institution. And it's causing me to get more involved and um, be more of a Christ-like man for others, humbly speaking. That's wonderful. That's a big piece. That's wonderful to hear. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, part of that is just getting involved and helping out in the community, um, giving back to to all, all that all that we have, and some of this involves um, some of the clubs that I'm personally involved in, um, such as Key Club, for example, mm-hmm. which is a um, a community service club, and uh, I'm in there with a bunch of my friends, so we we have a jolly old time going out in the community and giving our giving our time to help others and. Quite frankly, it's it's fun. It's it's nice to have service be something that's enjoyable. Absolutely. You hit I mean that is so good that you recognize that because we're called to be a cheerful giver, right? So if someone does something out of obligation, it doesn't have the impact. And so when you can again bring what your what how you've been gifted, the things that you enjoy doing, bring that together with a place that that where you can help, you know, and you get excited about it. I think that makes all the difference in the world. So that's a good point. Good point, Aaron. Yeah, for sure. Um, so then there's that, that key club again. It's just, it's an amazing, um, I d- 
going into Marquette, I, you know, wasn't that involved, didn't think that it was worth to um, join a club or do anything. I thought maybe I'd just lay low. But sure enough, I'm, I'm involved now. I'm really liking it. I mean, I have since, since freshman year when I started. You might have a calling in the nonprofit sector then, right? <laughs> <laughs> One could say, yes. Maybe. You never know. You never know. Yep. Tell us about the Money Path Workshop. How 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 was how so, that working with you? I thought it was fantastic. It was very eye-opening for me because I have never had an opportunity to um, be in touch with something. Like like Mr. Monday said uh, previously, um, I can often think of college as far away and all these financial burdens as um, not close to our life. But the Money Path app helped show me that, no, these things are going to be coming up um, rather fast and I'll be experiencing them firsthand soon. And um, allowed me to see what it would be like to go through life economically. Um, it's a major concern for me as a, a rather sheltered teen. Don't have to worry about anything economic too often. Um, but it was nice to see myself um, for all the costs, what they would amount to in terms of my college loans and uh, future job I'd have. Yeah, and you know, I said in the previous uh, segment with um, Pat and Brenda that some kids, they don't look at the, the money piece because mom and dad are footing the bill. And so, therefore, they may want to go out of state. And they don't realize that the tuition or what, it could, what the tuition could possibly be, possibly be if they don't have scholarships. And so for kids to really recognize what the costs are ahead of time, that's certainly going to help them in making their choice on where they're going to go. Do you know where you're going at this point? I do not. I okay. am, uh, I've applied to four colleges, okay. and I've been accepted to two so far. Well, congratulations. Thank do you know you want what you want to pursue? Um, I am going to pursue a political science um, ah, degree. Ah, Okay. hopefully become a lawyer in the future. Well, there you go. It's a long way away from now. Well, to, again, to, to, it's important to teach kids how to think, you know, instead of just having them take direction from mom and dad or from a friend, but to help them really understand what it means to plan and to think about your future and not just what's right in front of you. So that's good. Um, how will you use the knowledge then in the future? You talked about you know now, you kind of have a better understanding of if you want to pursue law or poli-sci, like you said, uh, what it's going to take you uh, for you to, to save that money or to ask mom and dad for it, whatever the case <laughs> is. But um, how else has it um, prepared you for the future? Well, I can uh, personally attest to um, having that conversation with my parents about money for colleges. Um, it was actually the Money Path app that um, gave me the inspiration to ask my parents about it, ask my parents how much money are they putting in, are they contributing. And it was a really big deal for me because these colleges I was thinking of, I wanted to go to all these out-of-state um, state schools. And, you know, I those are no longer an option, but, um, <laughs> but it's well, all right. Well, kudos for you, though, for bringing it up. Like you said, it's not... It may not be a conversation many kids have with their parents, but to to understand the um, it's not a burden. It's like an investment, you know, Jeff. If you're if you've got kids going through school, it you know we tell our kids it's an investment in you. Um, you're responsible though to find out where you want to go and what you want to pursue, but we're investing in you. And if we're investing in you, we want you to have some skin in the game, right? You know, we want you to understand what it takes 
to help you to achieve your goal and to to uh, get to where you want to be. So it, kudos again to you to for sitting down and talking with your parents and having that conversation. That's, that's good. As a student, then, how do you think schools should better teach other students how to become financial literate, financially literate? So, um, again, like Mr. Monday said earlier, it can be kind of tricky because maybe students don't want to hear about it and they don't want to be they don't want to think about that kind of thing. But I think a, a good way for schools to um, incorporate this kind of teaching um, in the curriculum um, would be to ha- not necessarily have like an own personal class um, for itself, but like we are doing a little bit now, incorporating it into each class individually, um, just so that it's that reoccurring theme of being financially aware and being financially smart. So then it kind of accumulates over time and um, hopefully students can have a better knowledge of the situation. Because it, it, it impacts every area of your life. I said that at the very beginning. You know, where do you, where you decide to go to school? Do you go two years? Do you go four years? Uh, you're going to get married and have kids. You know, you want to be able to prepare for the future. So all this good information you're getting is preparing you for success uh, later on in life. So that's that's wonderful. Um, Jeff, do you have any last words that you want to leave with our audience, either about Marquette University High School or the Money Path Program or Secure Futures? You know, the maybe the, the last words that I would have in terms of Marquette University High School, we're a, a Catholic Jesuit school in Milwaukee, 1,000 boys that come from five different counties around the Milwaukee area. And we are a, a college prep school, as Aaron talked about, but we're so much more than a college prep school. Our mission is really to form Christ-like men for others who will go out and make a difference in the world. And as we prepare students for college and for life, personal finance are an important facet of their education. You know, we want to do all that we can to form our young men really to to go out and make a difference. And as St. Ignatius of Loyola states, to go out and set the world on fire. There you go. Through their knowledge and through their, their commitment to others. And we have no doubt that Aaron Lund is going to do that in the future, right, Aaron? Of course. Thank you for being here and sharing with us how, how the program has impacted you uh, and your future. I'd like to thank all my guests today, Brenda Campbell and Pat Rorabeck from Secure Futures and Jeff Monday, principal of Marquette High, and our 2020 graduate, Aaron Lund. Again, congratulations and good luck to you in the future. Thank you for being with us today to share how financial literacy can be used to make a difference in the lives of others. If you'd like further information about the people or the organizations we talked to today, or if you would like to be considered as a guest for the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. There are a few ways to listen to the show. You can tune in on the AM dial at 10 a.m. on Sunday mornings, or you can download the iHeartRadio app or ask Alexa, actually, to play WISN AM 1130. You can visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to podcasts, or you can now listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. So join us again next Sunday morning at 10 to hear some great people who share how their nonprofit is making a difference in the community and blessing others. You may find that it aligns with your passion and desire to make a difference, like Aaron and Jeff have been talking about, and Brenda and Pat as well. If so, reach out and find out how you can be a blessing and give a blessing. 
Have a great day.